0: Excellent. An ale for me and for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone.
1: Ten backward. Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma.
0: Oh, yes. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast broadcast from merry old England. I'm Rick Palmer, and I'm joined as ever by my lovely co-hosts, Will Turland. Hello. Emma Turland. Hello. And Rick Everson. Hello. Uh, recently, we did an episode where we explored why people do Star Trek podcasts, and as part of that, we interviewed um, some people who also did Star Trek podcasts, Um And in doing that, we recorded a lot of interview material which we couldn't use because in order to use it all in one go, would have created an episode that was very long. But it's really good material, so we thought we'd take each of those interviews and put them into separate episodes themselves so you can enjoy them if you'd like to. And for this episode, we're going to be having the interview where we talk to Rob Chapman, who is the host and creator of the Trek Book Club podcast. Enjoy.
2: Okay, doke. Uh, I'm Rob. So most or some people might know me as uh, Treky Rob on Twitter. Um, and I run uh, Trek Book Club, which is obviously at Trek Book Club on Twitter. Which is uh, basically just it is what it or it does what it says on the tin. Really, it's it's uh, it's a book club. It's a Star Trek book club, so we we um, each month we um, pick a different Star Trek book, we read it separately, and then we come together at the end of the month on Twitter and discuss it. Um, and I started it because I've pretty much consumed every piece of Star Trek <laughs> there is out there, and the only thing that I could think of that I hadn't consumed was the um, was Star Trek novels. And I, th- I thought, and I'm a I'm a really slow reader. And I thought, and and I know if if I was just reading it just me on my own and not really discussing it with anyone, I needed some sort of motivation to make myself read them and and stick with it. So I knew if I started a Trek book Club and try and get other people to read with me, it'd uh, it'd keep me on course. Um, so that was my motivation for doing it. And I've seen lots of other people. Um, talk about Star Trek books uh, on Twitter over the years and and they've always sounded really, really interesting. And there's so many, you know, things like... My my personal favourite is Voyager. Um, And so, you know, I I always wanted to see what happened after we leave them um, at Endgame where they get back to to Earth. I, I just wanted that extra half hour at the end of that episode and the books give you that, so... That was another reason why um, I wanted to read the books. So, yeah, that's that's what I do. How, how long has the Star Trek Book Club been running for now? So I started it in, I think, uh, the middle of 2017. Yeah, I think July, August 2017 I started it. So a good, just uh, over three years now.
3: Whoa. Yeah. I hadn't I appreciated it was that long. Yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. Um, I mean, fair to say, you get a very good response every every month when it comes to the reading. There's a there's a good number of people on Twitter actively involved in the conversation. Uh, did you did you ever expect it was going to sort of be as 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 popular as it is? No. <laughs> Next question.
2: <laughs> no, um, absolutely not. Like I thought there might be, I'm um, you know one or two. I, I knew a few people that um, read Star Trek books. So I thought they might get involved. Um, but nowhere near, um, you know, the, the numbers that, that, that sometimes do. I mean, sometimes there's a good 20, 30, 40 people that are reading and tweeting along. And, you know, we've had um, sometimes the authors tweeting along and we're asking mm. questions and they, they contribute and tell us that gives their insights. On the odd occasion, we've even had um, uh, st- the actors in Star Trek um a few. I was re- we were really lucky, in fact, I think it was the first two books we did for Trek Book Club way back in 2017. Um Aaron Eisenberg um took part and and we didn't I didn't tag him or anything. He I think I think she's actually someone might have, because otherwise that would be very random how we saw it. <laughs> um but he he just jumped in and started talking about Nog and and uh we, we were discussing the DS9 relaunch novels um, mm. Avatar which are, which take place straight after the end of um, season 7 in DS9 and there's something that uh, there's a, something that Nog does and something that, how he reacts to something and we were asking you know why is Nog doing that you know is that is it fair you know and, and he took part and said oh actually this is why I think Nog would do that and this is why he would say that and It was quite nice, especially now that, you know, sadly, he's no longer with us.
3: Yeah, I mean, that was an incredible moment when the actors actually start joining in the conversation. Um, That's kind of like, whoa, that's uh, no one expected that. uh...
2: No, no, it's not happened often, but the odd the odd time, it's been really nice when they have. But Mm. it's really it's it's really nice that anyone joins in. Sometimes I think I'm just going to tweet out a question about the book and nobody's going to reply so i'm thrilled when one person
3: replies (laughs) (laughs) how much um i mean how much prep work do you tend to do um outside obviously you read a book for each month but um um you throw out across the course of a weekend a large amount of quite insightful probing questions about about each book and its story i mean how much time and effort do you sort of devote to prepping each club Um, Quite a bit. I don't Mm. think I'd fully anticipated how much
2: time (laughs) it would take. Um, When I started it, I thought maybe I would throw out a few questions and then people would kind of contribute some. I I don't know if um, you guys or anyone that's listening might have heard of um, Star Trek Hour. So there's a discussion that takes place, I think it's every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, where they pick an episode and then they come onto Twitter and discuss it and people contribute questions. Um, I thought it'd be a bit more like that, but it's just kind of naturally evolved that people do ask questions, but they don't really submit questions. Um, So it's really, most of it is down to, I kind of start some of the discussions um, with with questions and then they, they go from there. But it does take quite a bit of time to... Uh, it's not just reading the book, it's reading the book, coming up with questions, thinking of interesting questions that might, you know, provoke discussions. And then the boring bits, which are, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I basically highlight a section of the book, I take a screenshot of it on, on, the, on the Kindle, and then I post that and post the question. And um, So it may not seem like a lot, but it, it does take a fair while to, to get that all together. Um, but it was also a way for me to really focus and fully absorb what I'm reading. So it gives me a, a good, a good way to focus on that because I know I've got to come up <coughs> with questions for people to, you know, for a for a
3: starting discussion point. It's it, it's not. I mean, on, on occasion, I've I've submitted some questions to you, and I know just from trying to do that, it's not easy to come up with interesting or insightful questions about some of these books. It's kind <laughs> of a it's a tricky one to try and do. So the, the fact you come up with a whole weekend's worth, as well as then accompanying screenshots, you do you run the polls on people's opinions of them. Um, it's like I am like, like, whoa, there is a lot. Go, you know, you are do, doing a lot on that, so it's kind of impressive stuff that it's kept going. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've not had I've literally done one a month every month since I started. I've not had a single month where I haven't done one. Um, except for this month. <laughs> I'm having a little break because work's quite full on at the moment. So this, this is the first break I've had from Trek Book Club in over three years. <laughs> oh. yeah. do, you think, do you think if it wasn't
1: um, a, a Star Trek-themed book club, you'd, you'd have the same enthusiasm for it or, 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 or people who would have had the same response to
2: it, do you think? I, I'm quite... Uh, I like to analyze and pick things apart, so I think I'd still have fun if it wasn't necessarily a Star Trek book that I was discussing but a hundred percent it's more fun it's way more fun because it is Star Trek and and also it's the 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 type of people that get involved are without sounding really cheesy they're my sort of people you know that they're, they're just massive nerds <laughs> so um, it's it's really nice to you know delve into this uh, literary world of star trek and nerd out with people that you know and you know, some of the people that i end up end up having discussions with about the book that we're reading you know i've i've become you know really good friends with you know i've met i've met some of them at conventions and you know there's people in uh germany um people uh, scotland england the us australia um trying to think where else in the world um japan um all over the place people take part um but yeah because it's 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 the fact that it's star trek is is definitely makes it more fun I think I wouldn't have stayed at it this long if it wasn't Star Trek
1: what do you think it is about Star Trek that makes it such a compelling uh, subject to discuss I mean there's a lot of Star Trek podcasts out there and um, a lot of people talking about all sorts of different aspects of Star Trek but
2: why why Star Trek do you think Oh that's an interesting question. Um I'll, I you know there's the generic answers that most people give which are true um, you know that you know why do we all bother watching star trek why are we, why do we end up doing podcasts or book clubs or talking about it because you know it's especially in this year of all years it gives us you know hope optimism you know a brighter future something to aim for all those things however much they've been said before. They're all true. Uh, but for me, it's um, it's about the, f- the friendships, actually, that in, the, in the real world, that it, it brings people together. Um, and it, the, the people that, on the whole, I mean, not necessarily everyone that loves Star Trek is, is uh, my sort of person. I'm sure there's a few people out there that, that maybe not. But on the whole... You know, the people that I've I've met and I talked to and you know that are Star Trek fans like me, they're they're just awesome people. You know, they're generally generous, kind, friendly, caring. Um they're just yeah, they're just awesome people. So it's it's just brilliant to hang out with people like that, um and to nerd out with them.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a kind of a sense of community and
2: um yeah there really is fandom. yeah i mean i'm sure you get that with a lot of fandoms but there's something about uh the star trek community and and uh, and the you know the, the community through social media um they're just you know, on the whole really friendly inviting welcoming people um and I, I remember when I, I first kind of discovered, you know, Star Trek Twitter and, you know, I started connecting with people because before it was just me watching Star Trek on my own, not really having anyone to talk to about it because nobody I know uh, like Star Trek. And then I found, I discovered Twitter and there's people on, on Twitter that that love Star Trek as much as me. And then it just, you know, I, it's just, I've made so many friends. I've, you know, friends genuinely that I can see being lifelong friends, people, some that I haven't met, I've yet to meet, others that I've met at conventions like, like yourselves. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's just awesome. It's an awesome community.
0: With, with the books that you guys review in your book club, they're books that are sort of set in a pre-existing world that wasn't created by the author. The author's often been asked to write a book, um, set in this world. I mean, how do you think um the authors um best go about setting a story in an in a pre existing universe based on the books that you've reviewed and read? Yeah,
2: that's that's a good question. Um it's clear that a lot of them do a hell of a lot of research. They they know their stuff um they they go away, they watch they have clearly watched Star Trek, some more so than others um that they yeah, they clearly know their stuff um so they, they yeah, they know what they're talking about, but I think the 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 best or my my favorite authors are the ones that don't just know their stuff from the Star Trek universe, what we see on t v and the movies they also add something extra to it, so they um, I always end up talking about Inuma McCormack because she's my favorite author um my favorite Star Trek author but she she just she's brilliant at um delving into characters and worlds that we are familiar with but elements of them that we don't necessarily see a lot of on screen um you know so she explores um a- aspects of Cardassia that that we're aware of but we don't really see much of you know that you know before um before we see them on DS9 and and the same with Garrick. she explores what happens to him after the Dominion after DS9 when he goes back to Cardassia that we know these things um happen but we don't actually see them on screen so I, I think um they the best authors and the best books are the ones that use the world they've been given but then add something to it and add something really special to it um but it must be really challenging for them to because sometimes it's really prescriptive what they've got to do um you know there's so many things that have happened that they've got to fit into you know they can't always make up something new or they've got to check where that came from or where that fits in in the timeline so i I can I can imagine it must be a minefield for them of um, and not just the things we see on TV or the movies. They have to check with you know, there are so many Star Trek novels. They might are they they'll have to go back and sometimes check you know what's been written before. Are they destroying something that somebody else has written? You know they might be using characters that somebody else has already explored. Um, so my hats go off to them. They're um, the Star Trek novels that I've read. Um, on the whole, are are, are absolutely fantastic. And the authors do a fantastic job of weaving their stories into the the Star Trek timeline. Yeah, really impressed by them. How how
1: do you make a decision um, when you're doing the the Trek Book Club? How do you decide which book
2: you're going to tackle the next month? Oh, that's an easy question to answer. (laughs) Um, Because most of the time it's not me. (laughs) So I... um, I have uh, Patreon supporters that, at a certain level, they get to choose what book that we read, um, and then others get to choose a book and, and we put it to a vote. So we might have three or four people choose a book and then we put it on Twitter to a poll and then everyone decides, whichever one wins, that's the book that we read. So it's a bit of a mixture. Sometimes it's somebody a Patreon supporter actually selects the book and we read that. Sometimes they select a book and we put it um, to a public vote. And then a few times, but not many, I've um, I've decided myself what book uh, we, we read. But mainly that's because there's a book that I really want to read. So I put my foot down and say, no, no one's deciding this month. I'm deciding <laughs> because there's a really awesome new book that's come out. And I want I want to make sure we read that. <laughs> but it's um that's been sometimes it's it's it, there's there's pros and cons to that um the the pros are that we get a really good mix of all the different uh, series and um you know we jump around a lot in the timeline and the series the cons to that are exactly the same we jump around so sometimes it's not always easy to if, if there's a series um for example the Destiny Trilogy, which is a really popular series of um, Star Trek books. We started with book one, but then the next month, someone else decided to read, uh, it, was, it was another person's turn to decide, and they chose a different, a completely different book. So we, we didn't automatically move on to the second book. Um, so there's pros and cons to the way I do it. I, I did think I could just choose every month, but um, I thought that was a bit boring. So I, I let people decide. Sometimes, <laughs> do you have a like a favorite
1: uh, favorite Trek series um, or favorite episode
2: or both? Favorite favorite Trek series and favorite episode. Um, now, um, generally, you don't. I, I don't hear people say this a lot, um, and, and I differentiate between favorite and best because my favorite Trek series is Voyager. But I fully acknowledge that it's not the best series, in, in my opinion. Deep Space Nine, and I think generally most people probably agree that that's, that's the best. Uh, but but my favourite is Voyager because it's the one I grew up with. It's the first one I properly watched. Um, I love Voyager. It's, it's brilliant. Um, favourite episode? Ooh. Um, probably it changes from time to time, but... Um, the one I probably most often say is my favourite is um, the Voyager episode... Uh, the Void, that's it. The one where... I think it's in season seven where they they get stuck in this, like, kind of wormhole-type void space thing. And... Um, And they have to, they have to create an alliance with all these different ships in the void to try and get out and survive. So they create like a mini federation inside this void. And I, uh, I really like that episode. Again, it's not the best, it's not the best episode, but it's, it's my favorite. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. I, I think that's um, something that's, that's true of most Star Trek fans that they, they might have a personal favorite that, that sort of means something to them. Yeah. And it, necessarily sort of objectively the the best
2: episode i mean i have uh, like in terms of like actual best episodes and i do like them they're really they're they're up there on my rankings episodes like duet i love duet from ds9 that's one of my favorites it's so powerful um and you know then our visitor is amazing in that um and um Episodes like uh In the Pale Moonlight, obviously amazing. Um but yeah, I, the the Void it from Voyager is is probably my favourite. I have a soft spot for the the really rubbish episodes as well. <laughs> the ones that people are you know, like the uh the sub roses of this world. <laughs> I kind of have a soft spot for those those kind of episodes too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I have a I have a real soft spot for spock's brain i I just think it's really
2: funny yeah (laughs) it is rubbish but it's it's very entertaining (laughs) we think about the what are the episodes we talk most about they're the best episodes and the worst episodes (laughs) oh yes i mean
1: threshold is really is a really fun episode to discuss isn't it because it's
0: uh, it's just so nutty. <laughs> so many weird ideas and thresholds. Yeah. If you were going to write a book set in the Star Trek universe, Rob, do you have an idea of what you'd like to
2: write? Do you know I once, it was, it was, it was the, the month I started Trek book club. I, I jotted down some ideas of like a very rough, uh, like outline of, of, of like a voyager novel that i would make um i think it was voyager because that's the series i know most of it's my favorite series um and it was kind of um if i remember rightly it was kind of voyager uh had to go back to the delta quadrant and they faced i think it i think it was some sort of the, the Borg had somehow got even more powerful, and had acquired some sort of futuristic technology, and so Janeway had to uh, <coughs> basically bring all the um, all the species that she had met on the journey through the Delta Quadrant and create this like Delta Quadrant Alliance to fight off the Borg. It was just basically my way of bringing out all the favorite species that we meet in voyager over the years into one story but i never actually wrote it it was just like a two-page summary um but i think it would be something to do with voyager because that's the that's the series that i um that i know most about and you know it's it's quite dear to my heart but if it wasn't voyager it would actually even if it even if it was voyager i think i'd somehow cram um garrick in there somehow Um, (laughs) But i'm a big fan of garrick and, and the Cardassians and so I'm sure I'd shoot one him in there somewhere.
0: Cool. I think there's a real talent to writing uh characters that you haven't created. Uh, I haven't read many Star Trek books, but I imagine it must be quite tough to take a character from T V that was some that came from someone else's imagination and write about them and and give your own take on them and also not kind of rely on sort of using the traits that, that they're from, that they're known for in the TV show, like not writing them as though they're a TV character, writing them as though they're a character in a novel. Cause I, I imagine like if I tried to write about Captain Picard, I'm pretty sure I'd mention he's bald a lot, just so people <laughs> knew who I was writing about, but you don't need to do that, I guess. <laughs> but but I'd be worried. Like I I kind of resort to that to go. Well, I got to make sure people know who I'm writing about. And <laughs> yeah, you know, he's bold. Um, but yeah, I just um, that's something that I um I admire about Star Trek books is that it's it's just that kind of picking up a character from a different medium and 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 put, and, and writing about them like you know taking them and taking them into a different a different medium.
2: Yeah, I mean some of the. the... Best books that I've read um, are the ones that where the author's really captured the like the essence of that character. Um, and you can almost hear, you can hear the actor that portrayed them saying those words. Um, but also it's it's interesting when you read a Star Trek novel where there's completely new characters that you've never seen before. And sometimes I find that really hard to to because I'm always picturing what I see on screen. So it's hard to picture a new character that I haven't seen before, um, and it's again the, the best authors for me are the ones that are able to do that with a new character. They're able to
3: successfully integrate them, even though they haven't got a long history with the series. Through doing book club and and the connections it's built with the community, what would you say is your your highlight being of the um, as a result of it all? Uh, I mean, obviously being on ten backward a few times. You don't have to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, over the last like three and a half years of doing it, what's the highlight? That is, you know, what it's, all the things it's led to, the people me you met, and everything. What's what's been that big standout highlight for you?
2: Without a doubt, it is the people. It's the people I've interacted with, the people I've met. So even though you were you were trying to be funny, it, it is actually meeting <laughs> meeting you guys, and you know, getting to know you guys, and getting to know all the pe- other people that I've interacted with on Twitter, and, and building. Well, building my own little corner of the community, but also integrating into the Star Trek community as a whole. Um, as I said before, there's there's some really awesome people out there, you know, and it's such a friendly group, you know. They've we've everyone's got each other's backs, and it's um. It, so it really is the people that have made it for me. That's the highlight. It's it's meeting these people, getting to know them, uh, nerding out together. It's as simple as that for me. That's that's the best bit about Trek Book Club and about Star Trek, really in general. Cool. Well, yeah.
0: Thank you so much for um, talking to us about Star Trek Book Club, Rob.
2: Oh no problem. Th- thanks for having me on. It's always a, always a pleasure to to be on Ten Backward.
1: And, uh, and Rob, where can people um, reach you if if they want to get hold of you on uh, on Twitter? If if you want people to <laughs> to get hold of you,
2: <laughs> you did say you were taking be a bit horrible. Like- <laughs> I, I did say that it would be a bit horrible after saying the best thing about star trek is the community and then say actually no i don't want anyone to get in touch with me
3: <laughs> It's fine. It is. no new people. <laughs>
2: no, um yeah feel free to get in touch with me the best place is uh on twitter i'm at trekkie rob um and i've i've been a bit quiet on twitter lately because uh other things in my life have got in the way, but I'm, I'm still there. I'm still reading tweets and, and tweeting on the odd occasion, but I hope to get back into um, being a bit more active on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, hit me up if you want to talk about Star Trek, Star Trek books. I'm always happy to do that.
3: Cool. Awesome.
1: Brilliant. Well, yeah, thanks very much, Rob. It's no, thank, really you. Good. thank you. Thank you.
2: Do you realise how incredible this is? I have this tradition! You ever noticed her bum? What? That bum! Oh no! I will say...
0: I will say... Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdecksradio.co.uk You can reach us on the Twitters... At, at 10 backward 10 being the number and backward being the word backward we're also on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast you can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk on a personal individual level my twitter is at will turland rick everson's twitter is at trek fan rick and rick palmer's twitter is at Mr. Imhotep.
3: Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash Radio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us on however get your podcast through iTunes Stitcher Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative thanks
1: again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward crew
0: let's make sure history never forgets the name 10 Backward. Daddy, don't you think you should
1: rephrase that? Ten backward. Ten backward.